So, hi guys. I know we still haven't came up with a name for this channel, but eventually we'll get to that. So if you have any suggestions, please let us know. And again, guest star today is Henry, but we're going to switch it up a little bit. We're going to talk about um, something a little bit not more serious because we're not serious people, no. but we're going to try and make it as informative. I guess that's the word as yeah. we can. So this time, uh, we're trading places at Gusher, and Henry is the one who's going to ask me questions uh, about some delicate subjects. Maybe he threw in some stuff that was a little bit more funny. I don't really know, but he could just go with the flow in this one. So I'm the guinea pig today, guys. I'm going to let him take over now. These questions are going to be a little bit more sensitive than last time. So let's get right into it. Why do you think people stay in some relationships where abuse is a constant thing? Mm, okay, so a hard one. So in my mind, I guess being in that situation, it's your self-esteem. So um, slowly it becomes your beautiful words of affirmation. You're the best thing that's ever happened to me. You build a bond with this person based on mutual traits, uh, hobbies that you like to do, etc. And then um, slowly, true colors start to show. And eventually it's, oh, but I don't like this about you. Or, oh, but when you do this, you know, it affects us in this way. And I've always been huge on you cannot tell someone how to feel. So an emotion is a feeling. It's an emotion. You cannot stop someone and say, you're wrong for being sad. Like It just makes no sense in the world. And people like that genuinely feel like you should have the same emotions as them. So they deteriorate your self-esteem. They make you feel like no one could ever be with you. Especially when it comes to cheating. Because the cheating part is the worst. You know that you're 100 times better than them. They already humiliated you and made you feel like you're worthless. And then on top of that, there's infidelity. Like, I have to say, like, that's probably why. But, you know, obviously there's always, like, you know, people who don't, single moms don't have a job and the dad is the sole provider or whatever it is. So it's just it's circumstantial. But in our generation, I feel like that that's what it is. Because that's died down a lot, to be honest. All right, I think you made some good points. I think a lot of people can relate to you on that one. Um, what, about, I, what do you think as a man? I think you're right in the sense of, um, you know, people try to bring you down, make you feel like less than them. And at the end of the day, you know, that works psychologically and mentally. You know, the women, you know, or, or some males, you know, they feel like the lesser person and they get so torn down that they think they're worthless and they kind of just have to stay in that situation. Or like you said, some people comfort, you know, kids, um, financial situations, whatever it may be. But all right, moving on. So if you were to ever be in a situation, well, you mentioned you were, if you were to ever, ever be in a situation where you were left bloody by a significant other, what do you think your reaction would be? Um, probably shock. Maybe it goes back to, like, childhood trauma where, like, your parents spanked you. And it was kind of like, oh, they hit me, but they feed me. 
and there's there's a roof over my head so I guess it all goes back to that trauma as in like you know it's like when you have a dog and you're like you smack it but then you go like this and then you feed it and the dog is confused so it's the same thing when it comes to human nature um humans aren't any different from animals they're gonna be loyal to their master because that's the hand that feeds them whether it's emotionally or financially or whatever the circumstance may be i honestly think that that's probably like the biggest thing them having the upper hand on you in some type of way so in other words what you're saying is these kind of things usually happen in relationships that have been established already like for a long time it's it's usually not you know something fresh it's not a relationship that's fresh no it could be fresh but you cannot ask the guy on the first day hey did your dad beat the fuck out of your mom like you know like when you were little and then it's things like that that there's people that are the exception you know like i have a friend named a very good friend of mine named johnny that like you know like his mom was abused and and obviously like you know she went through her own trauma but he chose to never be even close to the way that his father was and then you have the other percentage that choose to be the same as their you know parental figure so that that's the difference between like one and the other you can't ask that in the first date you can't be like hey you know like did your dad beat the crap out of your mom like you know just things like that you can't you have to wait definitely i agree all right so say you know something like this does happen to you and you decide to end it on the spot afterwards so even after ending a relationship like that how long do you think it it'll take to fully heal from that mentally so for me for example um i got a new job um unfortunately it only lasted three months because then he got a job right down the street for me because that's how cycles are and in those three months it was very difficult because i couldn't look at another man i couldn't let another man buy me a drink i couldn't hook up with anyone because i guess like heart your heart holds a lot of of um of uh, loyalty and when you are disloyal to your heart it's an even worse feeling than being disloyal to that person because you're so committed and so in love to this person that you're pretty much like being a dick to the person that you were you know hooking up with or being with or giving the time of day because they're under the impression it's going to go somewhere where really like you're trying to compensate for something that no one else could fulfill if that makes sense i mean at least that's the way i see it yeah i agree i agree you know having gone through all that you know obviously abuse is not to be tolerated but do you think there's ever an excusable reason for a male to put his hands on a significant other if something is taken, quote-unquote, too far? Um, honestly, no. And I'm going to tell you why not. Not because I'm a feminist or anything like that, but because a man's strength will never compare to a woman's. It doesn't matter the skinniest guy versus the fattest girl. The male body is built in a certain way where you guys have a lot more strength than we do. Just in a general like subject, especially imagine just a regular couple like you and I, or you, or, you know, you and someone else, or whatever. Like, 
there's just no way in hell that you could possibly as a man think that your punch is going to be anywhere as crucial as her punching you and that's why I feel so strongly about that like you know men should never hit women for that reason not because I don't believe in equality because women should not hit men but that doesn't mean you're going to hit her back because you know you're going to hit her a lot harder if that makes any sense yeah I agree you know if some people make the argument you know if if a guy is getting consistently hit by a girl or something he has the right to hit back but to a certain extent, maybe, you know, you could shove you could her restrain off of you, her. restrain Restraining her, is the best, you know, the best but policy. But at the end of the day, you square up with another girl, you know. You know you have the advantage. You, you know yeah. your strength is superior to that. So it's just it's just not fair. But um, moving on from that. So who do you think people who experience things such as this um, go to for help first? Family, friends, the police? Who should it be? So no one, the police finds out first because domestic calls will be made. Neighbors will notice what's going on. Your parents will find out because you'll come home with bruises eventually and they'll have to help you heal. No matter how many lives you make up, they're going to know. And then last would be your closest friends because that is the most embarrassing thing to tell anyone that you truly like care about. And it's not about, oh, I'm, I'm ashamed or this and that, but it's about that. For someone not in your position, it's so easy to say, oh, but just leave him. Like, why, why are you being a bad mom? Why are, you, why are you staying with someone who does that to you? And then there's not a lot of empathetic people who can say, damn. Like, it's easier said than done to make it, like, clear. So, in other words, you know, there's some people who might be um, open to talking about it consistently. But there's other people who may not be comfortable sharing their experiences right away after they happen. But it's going to show its head eventually. All right, so to finish off here. So if you finish going through a traumatic abusive experience, should you immediately cut the person out and begin the healing process on your own? Or do you try to make peace with the person and go on from there? See where that goes. It depends how destructive that person is because it's like a drug. When you're on a withdrawal, like from heroin, they give you small doses so that you can come down from it. So it's okay if the type of psychotic your ex is or your current partner is the type who can handle taking bits of seeing you not the same as before, but, you know, like getting less of you. Then you have the extreme psychotic, which is like, I'm going to chase you. You better talk to me if you don't pick up this and that. And that's when things get a little bit crazy because you're torn. You're torn between a person that you don't want to see get in trouble because it's the person you fell in love with and you don't want to put them in jail. And then you're torn between uh, a place where, like, you're getting physically, emotionally, and just hurt, you know? So I guess, like, that depends on the situation, definitely. Definitely. It's definitely unique to every person. You know, some people, like you said earlier, don't wanna don't wanna leave for financial situations. Maybe there's a baby involved. Maybe there's other situations involved. You know, it's, it's yeah, that's paying the bills. Right, right. You know, it, it could be multiple different things. That was all the questions I had. I think that covered a lot of um, a lot of the broad opinions and um, you know what? No people, funny ones. <laughs> no, no funny ones today. You know, I don't think this is a a, a funny, funny subject, subject to be honest with you. Well, I'll like I'll like the mood, I guess. 
Um, so just to like the mood, like I know people always say like things will get better or whatever it is, but I'm gonna finish it off like this. Un clavo saca al otro. And there is no better saying than that. If you find yourself a man that's making you feel good and you get those butterflies again and it's not for the person that is crushing you, abusing you, making you feel like crap, then use that to your advantage because it's not fair for you to be in an abusive relationship where you can't just, you know, be attracted to someone else all of a sudden because that's how they make you feel. They make you feel trapped. Like if you can't possibly like anyone else, oh, you're, no one's going to love you like me. No one's going to do this for you. It's like, yeah, the fuck they will. So just, you know, like trust in, in that instinct that, yeah, they, the fuck they will. They, they are going to fall for you and, and you can let go of all those like worries of like, oh, you know, is he going to stop me this and that? Like, Who's going to even give a fuck when you got a, a hottie that's 6'2 and has a fucking 9-inch, you know, and he's black and a basketball player, like, by your side? You, th- you think that really that other guy's going to want to approach you ever again? Because it's not likely. I guess not, no. Well, you know, looking at it from if a woman, you know was abusive to a male you know just thinking about it that happens very often which yeah i'm sure it does you know not a lot of people would probably want to admit to something like that i'm sure but i'm sure it does happen maybe if it's not physical abuse it's mental abuse you know you're never gonna find someone like me this type of shit blah 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 but at the end of the day you know you find someone that makes you happy there's nothing that person can do to bring you down anymore that's it you know what they say like when you're in love and then you break up and you fall in love again and you're like wow i love this person even more yeah it's that feeling of like maybe what i feel is in love like maybe like it was discomfort there's greater things like out there well you thought when you thought you reached the peak it really wasn't yeah it really wasn't yeah you know at one point you thought it was but man were you wrong you know All right, guys. Well, sorry this podcast is a little bit more um, serious. But uh, if you guys do like that content of, like, you know, uh, chit-chats about things that are more serious, then I will be glad to talk about how my daughter grabbed the back of the toothpaste. And after she pooped, she started swirling it around the toilet like if it was a potion for, like, a witch hunt. And um, I'll probably do a podcast on that where, you know, she explains to us why it is that her little brain asked her to do that. Um, So maybe, like, you know, we'll have a funny one, a serious one, a kid's one. Controversial one. Controversial one. Argument Yeah, we'll probably end up fighting eventually. (laughs) And um, we're signing out, guys. Um, Still don't have a name, so fuck y'all.